You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back fifteen times. <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship-winning fullback Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide one hundred point nine, and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. And good morning and welcome in to the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Thursday morning here in Tuscaloosa. My name is Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston this morning. And you can be a part of the show. I want to invite you to be a part of the show by calling the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Get in touch with the show on the Twitter machine as well at Tide109 and at Joe Gaither6 for the personal Twitter. Send all your well wishes to Martin Houston at Martin Houston. 3-5 on Twitter as well. You can send all your comments, questions, and queries and complaints to me, though, at JoeGaither6 as we get into this Thursday morning. We had a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the sports world. As always, I just want to remind you that we will be talking to Hank South at 6.30, our 24-7 recruiting expert. Uh, we'll be talking about well. We'll be talking about a local a local commitment to, tonight. Kamari Lassiter of American Christian Academy will be uh, announcing his commitment at ACA Tide One Hundred Nine. Will be there to bring you uh, his commitment where he chooses where the, that young man chooses to go to school. I believe he's kind of picking between Auburn, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida State, and even even Alabama has an offer. But I think Alabama's outside shot for Kamari Lassiter. We'll ask Hank south about Kamari Laster and of course about the Kool-Aid McKinstry uh the Kool-Aid McKinstry commitment uh that is coming up on Sunday we're looking forward to he- to hearing what Hank's take on that yesterday coach Saban met with the media we'll listen to his press conference it was actually kind of short yesterday so we will listen to his entire press conference in just a moment to hear what the greatest coach in all of college football had to say about playing Tennessee on the fourth Saturday in October I want to invite you to call in and let us know what you think about us playing Tennessee and I'll, if you uh, got some comments and questions or predictions about the game uh, just give us a call and we will get you right in on the show but first let's head out and listen to Coach Saban as he met with the media yesterday in the uh, the Nayland the, the, the Stone media room, excuse me, about, uh, uh, about the matchup with Tennessee this weekend. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think uh, this week uh, every player, uh, every team, you know, always has to make a decision on how they want to handle success. Uh, some teams handle success well. Uh, some teams need to can only respond when something bad happens, which is a little more like human nature. Uh, and hopefully we're trying to get our players to build on um, the momentum that we created in what we did last week and continue to work hard so that we can uh, continue to play well in the future. But to do that, you got to be able to handle success. You can't be casual about your approach. you got to prepare. you got to work hard. You got to go out and earn it. You got to play every play, um, and you got to do a little extra sometimes to, you know, make that happen uh, in terms of your preparation. You know, I think it's especially important to do this, have this kind of uh, focus in rivalry games because I don't think records really mean that much. Uh, I think how players perform, uh, how they prepare, will affect how they perform, and I think that's really, really important. And a lot of folks, you know, this game means a lot to it, means a lot to me. Um, and I want our players to be ready to go and ready to play well. Um, so 
right mentality is really, really important, especially this time of year. Everybody gets a little banged up, beat up, um, makes it a little t more difficult to sustain, but uh, we have to have the right mindset to be able to do that. Hey, Coach, just want to see if you had an update on LeBron Ray and, and Carl Tucker and maybe anybody else has an issue. They're, they're, they're still questionable for the game. Hey, we'll go to Aaron Suttles. Nick, you mentioned sort of trying to read the team, how they handle success. With this particular team, what's your barometer to that? Are you looking at the whole team, the leaders on the team? How do you measure that? I think you look at every individual player. How does every individual player uh, find a way to sustain and grind through and have the mental toughness to be able to you know, continue to stay focused on preparation, study, doing the things they need to do. Some players do it well, some players don't. Older players that are more experienced maybe understand it a little better. Um, so, but we, we need to get the critical mass of people on our team being able to do that. Everybody that has a role has to be responsible for that role. And players that are backup players have to know they're one play away from being in the role. Uh, so they have to be prepared and ready to go. So, um, I don't really have a gauge. Uh, I don't have a meter. Um, we look at different individuals differently, and we're trying to get the critical mass of our team to be in the right, right spot when it comes to the disposition they have about improving throughout the season. OK, we'll go to Michael Casagrande next. Yeah, I just wondered how you could assess the, uh, the punting game to this point, and uh, just wondered about Ty P. Ryan's status. We saw him uh, taking pictures from the crowd on Saturday and not in uniform. Who? Ryan. Yeah, he wasn't dressed for the game. Um, I, I don't think the punting has been what we'd hope it would be. Uh, I think we have good competition at the position. Ty is one of those guys. Um, so we're evaluating him on a weekly basis. And uh, if we feel somebody else can do a better job for us, we'll certainly put them in there. But that's they have to earn that as well. We'll go to James Ogletree. Yeah, Coach, um, it seems like many of the mental errors that have occurred on defense came while y'all were blitzing. I was just curious, is that just a coincidence? Is, is there any kind of correlation there that you've seen or any reason why that may be the case? Well, what do you mean by blitzing? Does that mean we rush more than four guys? Or does that mean, because a blitz to me means we played blitz coverage, and I don't think we did that one time in a game. Um, I, I think that... Um, I don't think we ran very many pressures in the game, uh, but we did make some errors on pressures that we ran. Uh, but we also were pretty effective in some of the pressures that we ran. So um, we need to do a better job so that we don't make those errors on third down. And um, that's when some of them occurred so that we can get off the field on third down. So, um, But some of them came in formation adjustments. It's just, you know, uh, some of them came in gap fits in terms of um, – fitting the runs correctly. So um, uh, it's not any specific one thing to me. It's just a combination of consistency and performance that we got to get all 11 guys doing the right things, you know, more consistently. And that's up to us as coaches. Okay, a couple more. We'll start with Mike Rodak. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt called your offensive line one of the, the best that he's seen in, in a long, long time. Just through four games, what have you seen out of that group? And you know, what areas could they still improve at this point? Well, I think they're playing well. Um, I think if you talk to each one of them, that all give you something that they think that they could do better. Um, and, you know, just like the first play of the game, when a quarterback gets hit in the back, you know, somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I'm not going to call anybody out. Um, and and quarterback gets hit and blindsided and they get a pick. So, um there's always things that you can do better. Now, do I think this group has played really well? Absolutely. I think they played better every week, uh, and I think they played really well last week, and I think they played really well the week before that. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased with their performance, but I'm sure if you ask each and every one of them, they'd have something that they think they could do better, uh, and uh, we're working hard to try to help them get better because it creates value for them. The better they play, uh, the more value it creates for them, um, and the better we have a chance to play as an offensive unit. Okay, we'll finish up with a follow-up from Michael Casagra. <coughs> Just wondering, uh, there's been so many teams around the SEC that have uh, had roster problems with uh, positive tests. Just wondering if you guys had any 
problems with positive tests and you know how does that stand at this point this no point? we've only had one positive test i think in the last what three two or three weeks so we we, we haven't had any issues you know knock on wood um and hopefully guys will continue to manage their personal space and um, do the right thing so that we can minimize that as much as we can. So, so that was Coach Saban last night uh, meeting with the with, with the media to talk about this weekend's game with the Tennessee with Tennessee Vols. As I said, he was pretty short last night, short and sweet and to the point. So if you want to react to any of Coach Saban's comments, feel free to call in and let us know what you think about Nick Saban talking to the media yesterday. Let's step out to the Taco Casa hotline before we hit our first break and get our man Pat into the program. Pat, good morning. You're into the Martin Houston Show. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. And, uh, man, it's getting close. It's getting closer. But, uh, hey, McCoy, have y'all heard that, uh, um, that starting next week, we're going to have temperatures 40 degrees below normal starting Monday? Uh, so, so we're going to get pretty cold next week. Is that the get- Oh, man, there's two Canadian fronts. Oh, big time blast out of, uh, Canada. This is an incredible, uh, tell me, I mean, talking uh, up uh, Minnesota, uh, all the areas up in uh, where Ohio State plays being zero degree and less chill factor. Well, I'm looking. But, I, uh, I look forward to that. Uh, nice and well, cool. I, weather. I look forward to it. I hope they freeze their uh, their little buckeye plants all die. Oh, that's no fun. That's not nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, that's how bad I this. I can't stand Ohio State. They're so obnoxious. They think they're just better than everybody else, and that oh, you know that we don't even have uh, our basket weaving courses down here. Or, uh, that all of our players take basket weaving courses. That we have nobody that ever becomes a doctor in the University of Alabama. Is that not crazy or what? But, well, uh, just because they know, think hey, of it, but, just... yet, but yet, when they hey, when it comes time for them to come down and have a knee operation, where do they come to Birmingham, Alabama? Just because they think of us in a poor light doesn't mean we have to turn around and think of them in a poor light, though, Pat. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but, hey, look, hey, I want to talk about Tennessee. That, uh, oh, I think that if he loses badly, oh, survives this thing. Hey, he, he fired his defensive coach and, uh, you know, right on the spot. They said he fired him during a Kentucky game. But if this thing really, really goes south and oh, go in and Alabama, instead of 17 doubles, uh, doubles the amount of uh, the point spread, oh, you know, that we went by 35, that the Tennessee people are going to say, hey, you know, it's time for a change. Well, they, he hadn't been up there that long, and this is third year. Uh, the Tennessee it, people. It, 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 it doesn't matter. The Tennessee people I mean, need to find some patience, uh, Pat. I, I they need to find, think, find a little. I think Jerry Pruitt is the right man for the job if they just get out of his way a little bit. I think that they got too many cooks in the kitchen in Tennessee. They got an administrative problem. Uh, it's Fulmer. Fulmer. Uh, exactly. Exactly. It is Phil Fulmer. If they can, yeah. if if Fulmer can let Jeremy Pruitt coach the team and run the run the program the way he wants to, I think that eventually uh, he's going to see some success at Tennessee. But the problem is that Tennessee has been so far behind by so many years that they're they're starting from a lot further behind than they think they are. They're not as close as they think they are. They think they're a year away from having success, but no, they're still two or three years away. You got to build up, build up the recruiting base. You got to build up the talent uh, in Knoxville over the course of, uh, of years. It's not sitting, you know, when coach Saban came in in 2007, we Alabama was sitting in the perfect place. The sec was ripe for the taking, you know, Florida urban Meyer was just about to take off, uh, uh, was falling off in Florida and there wasn't much else competition. Well, now Tennessee's facing Alabama. You're facing LSU. You're facing a, a, a strong Georgia team and even a strong Florida team. You got strong, a bunch of strong programs that you're trying to compete with. You got to give Jeremy Pruitt some time to build that baby up. Well, I truly is. Just like I said, now I'm, I'm hearing that we may lose Sorian. That'll be a question when I call back for Hank. 
all that. Uh, but I'm hearing three big time defensive linemen. And let's uh, hey, but let's wait and we'll talk to Hank on that. Hey, have a great day, fellas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, Pat. Thanks for calling in. We'll look forward to hearing from you when uh, Hank South is on the line and it, 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 uh, at six thirty. And uh, we got a lot to t- get into with Hank South. But yeah, Tennessee, their their program has just been, uh, you know, behind these other great programs for for a while. It it, it kind of is a cumulative effect that uh, you know the Tennessee fans need to be patient and realize that you got to put together multiple top end recruiting classes, not just the one. Tennessee's been getting one uh, one good recruiting class off a of coach and thinking that they're going to be right back, but uh, they they're going to need to put together multiple top end recruiting classes to uh, end up being back to the level that they want to be back at. Let's take a quick break on the Martin Houston Joe. When we come back, we'll talk about LSU's uh, new NCAA sanctions, getting one of their famous alumni banned from the campus for two years. Uh, another uh, an NFL troublemaker just trying to get his, work his way back into the NFL. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays they they evened up the World Series last night, winning six to four. Uh, they got an off day tonight, and so we will just touch on that briefly uh, on, when we come back about the evened up World series and all that and more including your thoughts on the tennessee game coming up next right here on the martin houston show tide 100.9 traffic the towns of nissan traffic center everything pretty quiet on our roadways as we start our thursday morning do drive carefully and if you do see conditions give us a call 205-886-8886 towns of nissan is blowing away the competition with selection savings and cash back on your trade come see them today at towns of nissan i'm captain ray One more dry day across West Alabama as we expect mostly sunny skies on this Thursday with highs near 85. Tonight mostly clear with lows near 66 and tomorrow a few scattered showers or storms are possible by afternoon highs near 82 degrees. I'm meteorologist James Spann on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email Scott IS at Comcast.net and visit them online at SoftmarkDesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Joe Gaither sitting in for Martin Houston this morning as he continues to recover from the coronavirus. And we want to send our well wishes and our thoughts and prayers out to you, Martin, and hope to hear back from you soon. I expect to hear back from him very soon and get him back in his regular position. Want to talk to you about uh, this Saturday, Alabama takes on Tennessee and the third, really the fourth Saturday of October. Big, big rivalry. Want to talk about what how you're celebrating of the game if you have not gotten your victory cigar yet, I want to encourage you to go down to R&R Cigars and see Reagan. Tell him that Tide 109 sent you and have him hook you up with one of the uh, one of his special Tennessee edition uh, cigars to you know enjoy and smoke when Alabama takes care of business against Tennessee this weekend. Alabama, a 21-point favorite currently uh, against the Tennessee Volunteers. And I expect Alabama to push that line and really try to re- really get up and cut and 
I think they're going to cover it, to be honest with you. I think they're going to cover it for a, a multiple reasons. I think that w- the biggest reason that I'm noticing lately is watching the Tennessee tape of their first four games is their offense is really uh, not quite consistent, in my opinion. Uh, their offense runs in spurts, and if you uh, are any bit familiar with the Alabama offense and the Alabama team, our offense is extremely potent. we got the number one offense in the SEC, a top three offense in the country. We're sitting there right there putting up major points on pretty much any defense that steps in front of us and I don't think Tennessee will be any different this week and I don't think that Tennessee's offense will be consistent enough to uh consistent enough to really you know to hang in hang in there with Mac Jones and Najee Harris and hang in there with, with the Alabama offense uh Tennessee's offense is ranks right now they're they're uh oh goodness they're I just had it the, uh, passing yards again. Thank you. Uh, right now, they're they're third to last in the SEC in passing yards a game. I believe they're second to last in overall offense per game. Uh, they're going to be struggling if they're gonna, they're going to be struggling. I think to keep up with the Alabama offense and struggling to put points on the board. And I don't think their defense is as good is good enough to slow down this Mac Jones passing attack. I think Mac Jones will see him go him go over four hundred yards again. The only thing that concerns me about covering the line on Saturday is will Nick Saban call off the dogs in the second half, and will he uh, get a lot of players, and will you see your your Bryce Youngs, will you see your uh, your Trey Sanders, will you see Kendall Randolph playing some tackle as he did against Missouri, will you see some guys get in on offense that haven't gotten in on the season yet, like a Javon Baker and some of these other freshman wide receivers that got a lot of hype in the fall but still haven't uh, haven't found their way onto the field offensively for any offensive snaps. Uh, if Coach Saban calls off the dogs uh, on his friend, you know, you know they are friends, they, and his former employee, his former coworker, uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Then I can see, I, I can see uh, us failing to cover the line. Maybe Tennessee scores a backdoor cover uh, and, and, and upsets some Alabama gamblers. We're heading down to Pearl River Resort to do our pregame show uh, th- this weekend. In Mississippi, so I imagine a lot of people are going to be down there uh, placing bets on the Crimson Tide. There might be a, a sneaky backdoor cover involved uh, if, if 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 Coach Saban doesn't want to run up the score on Tennessee. Tennessee, 134 rushing yards a game that that puts them right at eighth on the conference. So their their offense is bad. You know, their offense is not good. And Jared Garantano is not a great quarterback. He struggles with accuracy issues. He's very, a great athlete he is an incredible athlete uh and saying that's usually what alabama struggles with defensively is an athlete quarterback but the problem is that garantano can't i don't believe can deliver the ball consistently enough in uh in tight windows and make quick reads uh in the passing game to to to, to really uh threaten the defense and make his athleticism a factor i think that uh he's gonna have you know some accuracy issues and that's going to propel the crimson and tied. Uh, I think the defense is actually going to have a, a, their second straight good week. They all, the, the the defense had a good second half. Uh, admittedly, the first half they struggled. They they they, they kind of you know out of position here and there. And DC Capstone Report told us that you know all those times where I was watching and thinking, "Oh, Dylan Moses, you're out of position, Dylan. What's going on with you?" Uh, he that he. Uh, that he was actually overcompensating for other defensive players who were out of position. I think that uh, Dylan Moses actually ended up having a good game. I think the defense is going to have its second straight good game of the season when they play a struggling Tennessee offense. Before we get to Hank South, let's head back out onto the Taco Casa hotline and welcome in a caller. Welcome in the Martin Houston Show. Good morning. Tide 109, good morning. Hey, good morning. It's John. Down oh, John, good to hear from you, sir. How you doing today? Man, it's great down here, and I'm um, loving life. And I was thinking about, you know, when I was listening to Saban talk on his press conference, the, the one thing that came to my mind was business as usual. I've been listening to press conferences from this man now for, what, 12 years or so, and he is just all, and you know what? They say success is a product of consistency, and uh, boy, 
All his press conferences. I mean, that's just Nick Saban. Well, it sounds like he's having the same press conference he's had about a million times, doesn't it? It does to me. Well, I wanted to know if anyone else. Yeah, <clears throat> business as usual, and that's one of the reasons he's so successful. And, man, you talk about, listen, a 21-point favorite. I can remember, of course, we've talked every time I call about the old defenses in the SEC. I can remember when 21 points would cover the spread, I mean, cover uh, both teams, you know, so. I'm uh, I'm really proud of the Alabama offense. I am too. They're explosive and they're consistent. The consistency is really what makes me happy. Is even when you, you know you, you, they're behind the chains, they still can convert on those longer third downs because of their consistency and uh, and really their explosiveness together. So both those factors together make them very dangerous. Yeah, I think that explosiveness you talked about is what it is. Because I mean, I don't care if it's. Uh, third and twenty-six, or if it's uh, third and one, we we can do this. So that's really really good too. And I appreciate you um, bringing up the Rays. Oh man, I uh, I I went to the University of South Florida down there in Tampa and um, spent a lot of years down there. Went to a lot of the games, and it always amazed me how they can be like at the dead bottom on payroll and. Uh, Especially now, they're very competitive, and they're what twenty eighth in payroll. Yeah, sitting there right in the World Series, I believe I saw that Mookie Betts and uh, was it Clayton Kershaw, their salaries for the Dodgers equaled all of the Rays' salaries. I believe that's what I saw, which is wild. It is, and that is true. And yeah, that that is really wild. The good thing about it, though, is you know every year after teams uh, go out and put together a team and they win a World Series. They have a fire sale and get rid of all their players. I don't know that we got that many players that other teams are going to want. So I think the Rays are going to be able to. I just, I just love the fact that uh, an underdog like that is so successful. Well, they'll have their game three tomorrow to break their tie, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, Monday when we get back. I think they'll have a couple of games this weekend, so we'll have a different series by the time the weekend is over. I uh, just thought of one topic uh, there that we might ask. Uh, your favorite Alabama-Tennessee moment? Uh, boy, there's been some, but I cannot ever get out of my mind, and I got a big poster of it, the picture of Mount Cody hitting two of those uh, field goals down. But I'll tell you, that last one that he blocked to win the game. And uh, I'll let you go on that, but uh, Miss Martin, praying for you, buddy, and uh, we uh, hope to have a real good turnout for the Tennessee game. Thanks so much, John, for calling in. We appreciate you uh, being a part of the show on the Mar- uh, on the Taco Casa Hotline. Uh, we'll stick right back out to the Taco Casa Hotline and get Tom in the program before we hit t- Hank South. Tom, good morning. How are you? I'm good, Joe. I won't be but a minute. I know you're running short on time. Uh, you know, uh, you, you brought up the, uh, whether Alabama will cover or not and uh, will Bryce Young get into the game. But the, I've noticed something different. This year, uh, and uh, it's it something that a team kind of got under Coach Saban's skin with uh, for the last couple of years prior to this season is that when the game is actually in hand and it's obvious it's over, uh, teams like Missouri and uh, Arkansas last year, you know, they left their ones in the game and uh, made the score look better than what it actually was. Oh, yeah. And I noticed this year, though, uh, after the Missouri game, uh, Coach Saban leaves his – if you're going to leave your ones in the game, he's going to leave his ones in the game. And I think we're we're trending in, in that uh, as far as uh, uh, covering uh, the line and all that kind of stuff. And I think he's gotten aggravated with some of these coaches uh, that try to make themselves look good. You know what I'm saying? At, uh, at Alabama's expense. So uh, that's one thing I would be looking for. If we do get out to a big lead, uh, and will Jeremy concede or will he leave his ones in there and if Coach Saban matches that? Oh, I don't think that Jeremy's going to pull his ones out. I think he's going to fight the whole 60 minutes. And obviously Alabama will too, but I, I, don't, I wonder if Coach Saban's going to use this as an opportunity to gain some experience for some of the younger guys. Just like with Missouri, they left their ones in the whole time, but Saban still subbed in Bryce. Now, he didn't do a full 
because uh, he left he left in Jalen Waddle, he left in Devontae Smith, he left in some of the starting offensive linemen, but he mixed in some some backups also. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, putting the backup quarterback in and uh, and all he does is hand the ball off, and the other team puts eleven guys on the line of scrimmage. I, I, we got to get past that. As far as far as we got, we got to be able to beat yeah, that. Yeah, well, 11. when we come in there, and the only thing we're going to do is run, and the other team puts eleven people on the line of scrimmage to stop the run. We got to get past all that. Yeah, and, and break that defense, and, and and keep having good offense, even if that's they have exactly right. Let let the uh, quarterback run the offense. Yeah, I think that's important because what if you're going to need Bryce Young down the line? Exactly. I think that if, if he needs to get some real reps yeah. running the offense. And plus, if you're going if you're going to be stupid and uh, get everybody on the line of scrimmage, take advantage of it. Another score is not going to hurt anything. I agree with you there. Uh, it's not our responsibility to slow down the score. It's y'all's uh-huh. responsibility to slow We're us not down. Supposed to match their stupidity either. That's right. That's right. Tommy, anything else uh, I got anyway, to hit? That's, I uh, that's it uh, for me, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, Tom. Thanks for calling in on the Taco Casa Hotline. You demand time. I appreciate you being a part of the show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Hank South, a 24-7 recruiting expert, right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. The town's a Nissan traffic center. Everything pretty quiet on our roadways as we start our Thursday morning. Do drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with selections, savings, and cash back on your trade. Come see them today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a Thursday morning. Joe Gazer filling in for Martin Houston. and It's my pleasure to step out on the Taco Casa hotline and welcome in from 24-7 Sports, Hank South, recruiting expert into the Martin Houston Show. Good morning, Hank. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Joe. I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing great. Having a great Thursday so far t- this morning. 
and I appreciate you getting up early and joining me this morning. I want to start right here very locally with a guy, Kamari Lassiter, ACA cornerback, uh, wide receiver, probably going to play cornerback and de- you know defensive back in, in college. He's set to announce his commitment tonight, and I know Alabama has offered him, but he looks like Alabama might be on the outside looking in for Kamari Lassiter, offered by uh, Georgia, Auburn, Georgia Tech, Florida State. He's got several other offers. What do you know about Kamari Lassiter, and what do you expect from him tonight? Do you expect a surprise Alabama commitment or something else instead? Yeah, you know, a uh, really talented player. You know, we've been talking to him for a while. Um, I, I, you know, he camped at Bama, I think, um, the summer of 2019, um, performed well. Um, but, you know, as time has gone on, Bama's never really made that push, it seemed like, for him. You know, they, they have, obviously, you know, the quarterback committed, um, um, safety committed and Cam Williams um, and uh, Kadarius Callaway. But, um, so, it, it, you know, Bim has been, I think, in his top five, but um, has never really, you know, had the momentum there or really pressed to add him in the class. And, you know, as of late, you know, there's there a lot of buzz about Clemson, about Auburn, um, getting him on board. But since, uh, I guess, you know, Tuesday or, or Monday or Tuesday of this week, you know, Georgia's kind of been a, a hot um, – trendy pick for him looks like they're they're uh, picking up some steam entering his decision tonight so um you know I, I haven't put in a crystal ball pick or anything yet but it looks like georgia might have some momentum heading into this thing to uh to add kamari lasser to the fold well, yeah, Todd, 109, we'll be out there to cover his commitment. We're looking forward to that, but it does look like uh, Alabama is off the table, but largely based on because we have plenty of other cornerbacks in the class and one one huge one uh, that we're still trying to reel in, and Kool-Aid McKinstry will be making his commitment on Sunday. Uh, we're going to drive up there to, to watch him commit at Pinson Valley High School. Oh, what's the latest on Kool-Aid McKinstry? I know that he's the hottest name in Alabama this year um, and and it's this will be the last time that you talk with us before he makes his commitment on, on Sunday what what do you know about uh, Kool-Aid and kind of where, where are you leaning with him yeah you know I so I put in the pick for Alabama back in I think late April or early May um, and you know, it's, it, you know I, it, it's gone back and forth a few times you know I, I you know we had that confidence meter on the uh, on the 24-7 sports crystal ball pick and I started out at an eight um, out of 10, I think I was a little too high to start, um, at least at that point in time. Um, you know, he had a, a top five out. He's since narrowed it down to three, um, which he's going to be picking from out of Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. Um, and, and so I, I actually, in, in September or August, I lowered my confidence down to six um, as far as, you know, thinking he'll pick Bama. You know, there, there's been points in this recruitment where, you know, Clemson's been a trendy pick. Obviously, they're not in the mix anymore. Um, entering the season, Auburn, you know, a lot of people thought Auburn was going to be where he ended up, but um, the last few weeks, they must picked up um, some buzz um, and looks like they, they, they have, you know, maybe, maybe the best chance entering Sunday. Um, but again, you know, this has kind of been one of those back and forth kind of things where, you know, one week it's this, or people are thinking this, the next week is it's, it's people are thinking that. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to stick with Bama. I, I think that's uh, you know that's my prediction on, on where he'll pick Sunday. Um, but again, you know, a few, few days left. You know, something. You know, we're keeping an eye on it. But I, I think I think Bama has a good shot here to uh, to get the number one quarterback in the country and obviously the number one player in the state. We got to lock down the state. That's probably one of the most important, you know, uh, principles in recruiting. Can't let a uh, big time guy like Kool-Aid McKinstry get out of the state. Now, obviously, Auburn's going to be right there in the mix. How much do you think basketball plays a factor? Uh, and you know, J.D. Davidson already committed to Nate Oates' class as a as a guard. How much do you think basketball will play a factor? I, I know we've talked about this like ten, fifteen times, but right on the precipice of the decision, where do you see basketball playing into his decision? I, I think it plays a, a big role, um, but I, I think in the end, I think uh, I think Kool Aid knows that football is his future. So I, I think that you know people are saying you know when Auburn was trending, it was oh it's Bruce Pearl's making the difference here, uh, and you know maybe that maybe that was kind of the case, but you know I, I think he knows that football is where you know he, he's uh, he's going to project it you know professionally, um, and but you know at the same time he, he does want to play basketball at the college level. You know he, he's always said he would know. He wants to have his talent recognized, uh, but he, he can do both sports. He's a dual sport guy, so 
Um, and, and, you know, he has the opportunity to do that at all three finalists um, on his list. So um, I think it plays a big role, but I, I think, you know, when, when he's coming down, when it's like time to make a decision, and he, he's coming down to it. I, I think he's looking at, you know, um, you know, long-term. And, and I think football is going to kind of be at the forefront as far as, you know, who's going to develop him the best, um, you know, where he has the best chance to learn and, and get ready for the NFL. Well, Coach Saban's put a lot of corners in that first round, so maybe uh, maybe Kool-Aid will want to become that next one. Uh, Hank, let's step out to the Taco Casa hotline and welcome in our guy, Pat. I know he's got some recruiting questions this morning. Pat, good morning. You're in with Hank South. Good morning, Hank. But, uh, you know, earlier in the year we talked about that I felt that uh, Sorry wasn't going to make it uh, into this class, and I'm hearing – that uh, more and more talk about Sori going elsewhere. Uh, what's your latest on Sori? Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you know, he early on, you know, I, I think it was all Alabama for him. From you know, he, he's obviously at IMG Academy now, but when he was at Graceville, uh, when he was just kind of getting onto the recruiting scene, um, you know, Bama was the talk of his recruitment. They were one of his first offers. Um, you know, he, he he he's been to Bama several times. Um, you know, has a really close relationship with South and Terry, his recruiter, uh, and, and all that. So, you know, talking to people close to him, that that was clearly the team to beat early on. And his crystal ball kind of reflects that still, um, to all the picture on Alabama at this point. Um, but, you know, as time has gone on, um, you know, Georgia and Florida have, have really been kind of the teams that have, have, have closed the gap in his recruitment. You know, he's obviously never named the leader. I think he has a top five out right now. But, um, you know, a lot of people think Georgia might be trending right now for him. Uh, you look at Bama, you know, they've signed back, you know, 2020, they had a strong linebackers class. They have, they have a strong class going right now in 2021. So, the, the, you know, it's not the biggest of needs, uh, but that doesn't mean he's not still a priority target for Alabama. Uh, but so, you know, we'll see. He, he, he moved his decision timeline up. Um, you know, he's been saying all along he's going to take him a distance signing day. Then he comes out this week and says he's going to be coming soon. When is that? You know, I'm not sure. He hasn't really made um, – made an, an announcement yet as far as what he's going to put out a commitment. But you know, I think the sooner it is, it probably favors Georgia or Florida. Uh, but, you know, if he, if he waits it out and, and takes it to the early signing period, you know, I, I think the better for Bama. So I don't think Bama's out of it by any means, but I, I, I'm not as confident as uh, Bama being the pick as I would be, you know, Georgia or Florida. Gotcha. I have a, hey, but with that being said, uh, that opens it up where that my biggest wish list is, uh, two bookend defensive uh, ends and a big time defensive tackle. Uh, is that looking uh, more like what will happen? I you know I think you know defensive line, defensive back. I think the priorities. Um, as far as adding three more defensive linemen, I think that might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, but you know I can certainly see you know a uh, defensive tackle and, and, and a defensive end. Um, you know there's there's several defensive ends still in play. And obviously, you know, several, you know, not several, but, you know, a few defensive backs still heavily in the mix well as well. And one we're going to see, you know, potentially come off the board this weekend. Is there no possibility of adding Sage Ryan to the class? I wouldn't say that. You know, he obviously, you know, everyone thinks LSU. Uh, Bama's continued to recruit him really hard. Um, he, he did an interview with us two weeks ago saying, you know, he's talking to Bama every day. He's talking to Nick Saban often. Um, and, you know, LSU's struggling. You know, that, some people could say that's helping LSU because they, they need him on, on defense or, you know, so saying you know, he, he might look elsewhere because he wants to go to a team that's, uh, that's winning. So um, he's supposed to put out a top two soon. Um, so, you know, I, I fully expect that to be Alabama and LSU in the longer. You know, several, for several of these recruits, you, know, you could say the longer it goes on, the better for Bama. But I think that's the case with Sage Ryan as well. So, We'll see. You know, LSU is still the, the, the uh, trendy pick, but Alabama is certainly in it. Good deal. But I sure hope we can get that Washington defensive end in JTT. All right. Hey, have a blessed day, Hank. Thank you all for doing what you do. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks so much, Pat. We appreciate it. And you can call in any point on the Taco Casa hotline to get involved in the show. Uh, Hank, last week we, we we touched on a basketball prospect, Juco kid, Langston Wilson, Winston, uh, Langston Wilson, excuse me, uh, Juco prospect out of Georgia. And, you know, you previewed a little bit about him, but he actually he did commit on Sunday. Tell the listeners who might have missed last week what Alabama basketball is getting from this uh, six foot nine power. 
power forward, uh, Juco, Juco Langston Wilson. Yeah, just, you know, one of these other, another, you know, there's been a few guys that have committed, whether it be in this class or 2020 on, on the recruiting run, they went on just, you know, freak athletes, um, 6'9", 200, uh, obviously has length, um, athleticism, can run the floor, solid defender. Uh, so kind of just, you know, the whole package there. And, you know, he, he kind of blew up um, coming off his freshman year on the JUCO circuit. Um, he has over two dozen offers. Uh, you know, he had, he had a pretty – Pretty uh, heavy, li- heavy hitters list of offers that he ended up choosing from out of uh, his top ten. Um, Bama offered him late in uh, late in July, I think, maybe early August, um, and really just kind of started trending for him. You know, he you know, in the interview we've done with him, you know, he, he noted that you know he, he saw what Nato did at uh, Buffalo with, with recruiting JUCO guys, and obviously, you know, Nato hasn't stopped recruiting junior college guys since he's got to Alabama. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we saw James Rojas in his first class, Keon Ellis this past class, um, and now Langston Wilson. So that, that's something that they're still targeting um, at, at Alabama. And, you know, Langston Wilson might be the best one out of this group as far as um, as far as the junior college guys. Uh, Oates has recruited so far at Bama. He's rated the number one junior college power forward in the country, um, the number two overall junior college player um, in the country per, um, per the 24-7 sports composite DUCO ranking. So, um, big time player, uh, third commitment in the class. Obviously, kind of following along on that streak of guys, you know, with Jason Holton and JD Davison. So, Bama's, I think, are thirteen or twelve or thirteen in the recruiting rankings right now. But uh, certainly, some big names remaining out there. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Alabama climb even higher in those recruiting rankings. Maybe get a guy like uh, Betty, Charles Bediaco and several other guys that Nate Oates is in on. I want to finish it up, Hank, with uh, with going back to a football question, but a guy that's already on Alabama's roster, Ismael Shoffshire. Uh, he, from a former full, former four-star recruit, uh, put his name in the transfer portal yesterday, day before. Uh, what is Alabama potentially losing, and what do you remember about Ismail Shoffshire coming out of high school? Yeah, you know, it was a wild recruitment. That was another one that, you know, everyone thought LSU for a long time. He's, he's from Louisiana, uh, same high school as, um, as uh, Devontae Smith. Um, you know, that, that was his crystal block. It was all LSU for the majority of his recruitment, but the, the band just kept plugging away there. He, he took it late to the process. He didn't announce a decision until, um, until national signing day in February of 2019, uh, between Alabama and LSU. Um, and he obviously picked Alabama. Um, but you know, he, he was just one of those, 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 uh, you know, those big plug cap, but you got, you know, nose tackles, you, you, uh, you put that can just, you know, fill holes and, uh, and uh, have a really powerful, strong guy. Um, I, I, you know, he, he came in, I think, about um, 6'3", 330, 340. Uh, so he's a big kid. Uh, and, you know, certainly, you know, you, you know, you're losing that kind of that kind of guy you can put in the nose tackle spot and uh, that can fill gaps and, you know, stop the run. But uh, he's never really uh, cracked. Uh, you know, he redshirted, obviously, last year. He didn't really... Uh, cracked the rotation yet this year, and there was some buzz. I think out of um, you know back in the summer that he was looking at transferring back home to Louisiana, not necessarily LSU, but um, uh, just back home to to, to Louisiana. Uh, but you know, never came to be. And then last night, obviously, uh, it was reported that uh, he was going to enter the transfer portal. So uh, you know, never like to lose a guy, but you know, he's looking for an opportunity elsewhere. And uh, you know, we'll, uh, wish the best of luck to him. Absolutely, we we all wish the best of luck to them. We, we, you know, the best situations for all these high school guys. This is their and college guys. This is their their livelihood and their future career. Hank, anything else? Any other updates that I might have been missing for uh, for Alabama on, on both the football and the basketball side of things? No, yeah, I think you hit it all. Yeah, obviously, it's it's not as, as crazy recruiting in the fall right now. Just um, you know, just these visits aren't happening, and you know, it's all virtual like it's been since the spring. So it's not as as wild of visitors weekends or anything like that. So, um, and, you know, with them having a few spots left, it's, it's pretty narrowed as far as, uh, you know, the scope of who they're going after, at least at this point. So, um, you know, I think, you, I think we hit on all of it as, as far as what's happening right now. Absolutely. Well, awesome. I appreciate your time this morning. Hey, tell everybody about 24-7 Sports and where they can find all your great content on Twitter and on 24-7 Sports. Yeah, sure thing. Um, you know, alabama.247sports.com or, or, or Bama Online, if you search that. Um, you know, we have great content every day, whether it be team, recruiting, um, you know, 
for national perspective, we have we have team sites um, that cover everybody. You can go look at every team's info and, and, and big stories. So it's a good time to join. Um, you know, if you kind of say it's a, it's a dollar um, for your first month, you can try it out, see if you like it, and, and hopefully hang around. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we tweet all our stories out. My Twitter account is at HankSouth247. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to catching up again next week. Sure thing. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much. That's Hank South, our 24-7 sports recruiting expert, and we appreciate him joining us each and every week on the Martin Houston Show. We're going to take our last break, and when we come back, we'll finish up this this Thursday edition of the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. The towns of Nissan traffic center, everything pretty quiet on our roadways as we start our Thursday morning. Do drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with selections, savings, and cash back on your trade. Come see them today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning, Alabama Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth has COVID-19, one of 15,000 people to get it over the last 14 days in Alabama. The Alabama Department of Public Health COVID-19 dashboard reveals 175,000 confirmed and probable cases. But Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox believes that dashboard is not always accurate. Numerous shots fired last night at a Tuscaloosa County Sheriff's deputy and a Woodstock police officer responding to a call on Apple Valley Road in northeast Tuscaloosa County. No one was wounded. Suspect is in custody. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It was a lot of fun here on the Martin Houston Show this morning. I'm Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston. I want to tell you about a big day on Tide 100.9. Coming up next, we're going to be doing Inside the Locker Room from 7 to 9. We'll have the Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer, 11 to 12. Jay Barker and the crew get you into the afternoon, 12 to 2. And Ryan Fowler takes you 2 to 6. Now at 6.30, we do Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show, followed by Ben George and the Odds Hour. We'll squeeze in a little Lindy's football report, so we've got a huge day on Tide 100.9. Make sure you download that Tide 109 app. Coming up next, we'll be inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson. Let's celebrate.